Digital Babylon and what is it doing to us? All that and more on today's Peck Report. everybody josh peck here uh well yesterday we did an especially long peck report uh the full episode is i think over an hour long uh so if you want to get the full episode you can at dailyrenegade.com uh but because of that because that one went extra long today i'm going to do a short one and i'm not going to do a members only section of it I, th- th- this is free for everybody i'm feeling generous today uh, this one's free for every- the, the main reason is because it, th- this is going to be a short one um when i record these i typically will take one you know, one part of one day, usually it's on my weekend to record two episodes so I can get them off to the daily, daily renegade media department, uh, for editing and, and stuff like that and uploading. Um, and, uh, you know, to be honest, it's, it's Friday night. It's, it's eight thirty right now. And I want to spend some time with my kids before they got to go to bed. So <laughs> today's going to be a little bit short, but it's, it's okay. Because again, yesterday you got a full hour. Usually peck reports are, 30, 40 minutes. So, uh, so you, you, you can go and check that out. But again, uh, this one is free for everybody. There is no members only section to this peck report. Uh, and so let's get into it. Digital, uh, Babylon. This was, a uh, th- this was recently, uh, posted and I, I, I thought it was really interesting it's from religion unplugged.com, but it's talking about young people are living in a digital Babylon, uh, now, you know, when we think of Babylon, you know, we either think of Mystery Babylon or we think of the Tower of Babel, which actually technically wasn't in Babylon. Uh, you can look up work by uh, Derek P. Gilbert for more information on that. Uh, but, you know, it's associated with something that is ungodly and that's very collective. So this is an opinion piece by Terry Mattingly, um, and it was recent, recently, somewhat recently, a month ago posted, but it's still relevant today, and I think it'll be relevant uh, for years to come. But it says, uh, soon after the internet boom in the 1990s, the Christian consulting firm WisdomWorks obtained software that could run automated chat groups, allowing anonymous teens to ask candid questions. Mark Matlock and his team called the project Wise Intelligent Guide, or WIG. Tech-savvy young people were careful, often repeating easy questions over and over to determine if the bot was truly autonomous, as opposed to being operated by hidden adults. The typical user would then probe with relatively safe questions like, does God exist? Finally, there would be the actual question the teen wanted to ask, usually about sex, depression, suicide, or abuse, noted Matlock and Barna Group President David Kinneman in their new book, Faith for Exiles. Typical questions, how do I know if I'm gay? What does God think about masturbation? What happens to people who commit suicide? I had sex with my boyfriend. What should I do? Uh, that was two decades ago. Today, most teens would use their omnipresent smartphones and take these personal questions straight to Google. A secular oracle often got, uh, 
offering guidance on topic topics that religious leaders often avoid. And that is true. I mean, there, there are a lot of uh, Google questions like that. Now, typically they're answered by other people. So it's not that Google itself is, well, Google in a sense is taking part in the answering process because Google determines what search results come up. So for example, if if there was a Christian who was questioning their sexuality and didn't know how to deal with that, with their faith, and was wondering, uh, how do I know if I'm gay? If they Google that, they're going to get a lot of pro-gay propaganda. They're going to get a bunch of that. They're not going to get any real answer to how does a, question, how, how does a Christian deal with that, with that question. And a lot of pastors don't want to deal with it. But that, that's one example of many. So in a way, that's true, but it's not Google itself directly answering it. It's other people answering it, but Google does pick and choose uh, what answers the person is getting. So, you know, of course, Google has has a role in it. Um, Here's a direct uh, quote. The church has bubble wrapped itself in an attempt to avoid thinking about the truly disruptive forms of technology that are everywhere in the world. Uh, Most church leaders think that they can just use technology as a way of reaching people. They aren't looking at the real impact of all this on their people. It's just, uh, it's easier to just look the other way, end quote. And that quote's from Kinnaman himself, um, who was reached by telephone from Religion Unplugged. Meanwhile, practical decisions on tough lifestyle and religious questions often have long-term consequences. Religious leaders have been forced, uh, after waves of Pew Research Center polling, to acknowledge the surge in millennial Americans born uh, 1981 to 1996. I am in that camp. I was born in 84. Uh, who now identify as atheists, agnostics, or nothing in particular. Now, I myself am a Protestant evangelical Christian, so I'm not in that camp, uh, when asked about religion. In a 2019 update, Pew noted that 40% of millennials are nuns, N-O-N-E-S. The goal of the Faith for Exile study was to find patterns among young Americans 18 to 29 years of age who were raised as Christians. It appears that they have become ex-Christians, prodigals, 22%, unchurched nomads, 30%, more habitual churchgoers, 38%, or resilient disciples, 10%. The resilient cohort is defined by church involvement outside of Sunday services and a commitment to core Christian behaviors and doctrines. And is it a coincidence that all of this is happening when the digital revolution ha- has been increasing. Uh, and it's true. You know, you're not going to see as as much uh, people out in the field, you know, as many Christians out in the field doing street preaching, go, going to door to door, even just talking to people in the supermarket, because what, what the Internet has done for us, what all this technology has done for us has made us so isolated. You know, you always hear these cell phone commercials talk, talk about how you can be connected with. You're not connected. You're isolated by yourself. And you're 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 only you're only connected in the sense that your phones are connected, but you're you're not you're not preaching the gospel in the grocery store anymore. You you, you know you're not comfortable talking. And and people people get more offended now than they used to. They're more bothered if you do try to talk to them in the real world. Uh, you, you know, be, people have become more introverted in that way, and that's not necessarily a good thing. And this this is from an introvert. I I, I am extremely introverted myself. Uh, and I know that might sound strange to, to most people because I do this. I talk to thousands of people. I, I go out and, you know, I travel the country and speak at conferences. But uh, I, I'm introverted in the sense that, like, one-on-one conversations or, like, like if I'm in a group and I have to, a group of people I don't know and I got to just mingle or something, that's that's like a death sentence to me. I, I, I don't like that. Talking in front of a group of people I am fine with because I get to talk, they get to le- listen, and it's not really a – 
It's not a conversation exactly. It's it's just it's different. It's it's different. Um, you you introverts out there, uh, you, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. But yeah, I mean, like I, I'm not the kind of person that's going to go to a party and try to meet new people. Like that that's just so not me. I, I don't even like going. I don't even like going to my own friends' houses. You know, uh, it, it's 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 that's how the that's how an introvert is. But but I will say I used to be a lot more social before. Um, you know, a lot of this, really the cell phone stuff started, uh, taking shape and, you know, I, I, I've, I've tried to, you know, edge it in a way where, you know, I, I, I try to practice my ministry through it and, you know, that, that kind of helps, but, but again, there is a problem. I, I, it, it's, it's difficult for people, myself included to just speak about the gospel to somebody out in public at a store. I have to force myself to do it. I, 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 and that, that's what you have to do too. And I know it's not fun, but you got to force yourself to do it. It's just, it's not an option to just not do it. All right. You know, if, you, if you're going to be a Christian, uh, you got to get out there and you, 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 you got to, if the Holy Spirit provides you with a, an opportunity, and sometimes that does mean just saying hi to somebody, you can, you know, spark an opportunity that way. Uh, then, then, you, you know, you, you got to do it. But again, I, I, I'm not blaming anybody. I, I myself struggle with that. So um, it's something that we all need to work on. You know, I'm pointing the finger at myself as well. Uh, Here's another quote. This comes from Kinnaman and Matlock. Quote, through screens, ubiquitous presence, Babylon's pride, power, uh, prestige, and pleasure colonize our hearts and minds. Pop culture is a reality filter. Websites, apps, movies, TV, video games, music, social media, YouTube channels, and so on increasingly provide the grid against which we test that is true and what is real. Screen demands our attention. Screens uh, screens disciple end quote. The researchers asked young adults what kinds of help congregations gave them with specific topics and life challenges. The answers of prodigals, nomads, habitual churchgoers, and resilient disciples were radically different. Uh, for example, only 14% of prodigals said they experienced wisdom for how to live faithfully in a secular world from their churches, while 70% of resilient disciples affirmed that answer. Resilient disciples were much more likely to say their churches helped them live wisely when when dealing with sex, 52%. Uh, challenges with technology, 50%. And managing uh, money, 43%. Kinnaman and Matlock have decided that many young people, along with adults of all ages, are too busy binging Game of Thrones, trying out Snapchat filters, playing video games, or watching porn to seek answers to hard questions about life, death, and eternity. But why do so many church leaders promote a Sunday morning-only approach to faith when they are wrestling with forms of technology at work 24-7? Good questions. Uh, very good question. Uh, you know, and we, we, as, you know we, we can't put all the blame on the pastors. We as Christians play a part in that too obviously we're the ones doing it uh but uh we we have to create a demand for pastors to get out of this sunday only stuff we have to create that demand and then pastors need to respond to that demand if pastors think that they can just get along just doing an hour a week uh and that's it and then their congregation is going to be fine uh they they are sorely sorely mistaken and they need to be shown that uh so you do need to bring these problems to your pastor you need to show your pastor uh, that he he does need to look into these things and discuss these things. You need to create that demand. Uh, you know, not not all of the responsibility is on you as the church goer. Um, uh, obviously, the pastor shares a large 
majority of that responsibility. Uh, but if we want things to change, we need to enact that change within ourselves first. So we need to show that there is that demand. Um, in Faith for Exiles, the authors quote Microsoft computer scientist uh, Yaron Lanier's observation that social media has everyone under surveillance by their devices, receiving calculated stimulus to modify them. It's a bad religion. It's a nerdy, empty, sterile, ugly, useless religion that's based on false ideals. And quote, meanwhile... Said Kinnaman, many pastors act like they are willing to settle for dial-up ministry in a Wi-Fi world. A few hours of ministry spread over a month are not going to help young people learn to be disciples in the world we face today, end quote. And that's exactly right. So we need to create that demand. And if we're going to do things online, it's got to, like they said, it's got to be more than just a few hours a week. Here at Daily Renegade, we have about a dozen shows that go up every week. I mean, you're getting, you're getting hours and hours and hours of content uh, every week. You're getting, you know, it's not just an hour a month. You're, you're at least getting an hour a day, uh, if not more on average. Um, but we have to, we as Christians have to get, we, we have to show that there is a demand for this. Otherwise, pastors are going to grow lazy. They're going to think that they don't have to work as hard. They can get by doing what they're, what they're doing now. And it's a, it's a Sunday only thing, you know, one hour a week, you, you put in your time. That, that's not how Christianity is supposed to be. It's, it's a life, you know, it's a, it's a life choice. You are living for Christ. You're not living to please your pastor. You're not going to church so your pastor doesn't bug you and ask you where you've been, where you've been the past three weeks. Uh, that, that's not the re, that's not the point. You're you're living for Christ. You're following Him. It's an entire life. You, you know, it's not just a once a week thing. So we need to get back to that, and that can be done online. You know, I I, I don't I don't think that it's just that the internet is the bad guy and that's it. Uh, the internet is a tool. All, all this technology, it, it's, it's, they're tools. But like any tool, they can be abused. Uh, you, you can use a hammer to hammer in a nail, or you can use it to smash someone's face in. Uh, so any, any tool can be abused. And unfortunately, we live in a culture that does abuse these digital tools that we have. So we, we need to use these things for good. That's what we're trying to do at Daily Renegade. Um, we need to use them for uh, the preaching of the true gospel, that this is a lifestyle choice. You know, I mean, you are, you are serving Jesus with your life. You're giving up your life for Jesus because he first gave up his life for you. Um, we, we need to teach the, the, the true gospel, what it's really about. And then we can use the internet. We can use digital media as a tool uh, for that. And it can be effective, but we got to do it the right way. And we need to teach pastors how to do that. Pastors need to know how to do that. And if they're not going to exercise in that, then they shouldn't be using the internet at all. They shouldn't use that as a tool if they're not going to use it appropriately. Same to each and every one of us. If you're not going to use the tool appropriately, then don't use it at all. You'll be better off. And I think that's why those resilient Christians, the ones that are you know, volunteering at churches and the ones that are doing street preaching and going door, door to door, I think that's why they had much more favorable answers to those questions uh, because they're probably not spending as much time online. Okay, everybody, um, or, or at least they're not spending as much time use, using online and using the Internet in, in, in a way that isn't uh, helpful. Uh, to the gospel or to the spreading of, of God's word. Okay, everybody, um, 
If you would like to, go become a member at dailyrenegade.com. $10 a month or $100 a year, you get full episodes of every show that we put out. There's quite a few of them, so you'll definitely find something you like. Uh, They're very diverse, which is good. You will find something you like. Uh, If you want to support what we do, go there. Again, there is no members-only content for this Peck Report. This is a freebie for all. From time to time, I have been known to do that. Okay, everybody, uh, thank you so much for joining me, and until next time, hope you have a great week. Take care. God bless.